Well, good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining us again. Uh, today, we have something a little different, a little special. I have my wonderful wife, Val, with me. I know you're all clapping <laughs> at home, but um, actually, I actually think it's really important. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, I mentioned to Val, I said, listen, next time I preach, uh, I want to do it together. And uh, we started talking a little bit about what to say, and I said, let's not plan it too much. You just pray and do your thing, and I'll do my thing, and then we'll see what comes of it. And so um, as we got closer to today, um, Val can explain what happened, but she was given a word. And then um, actually on our last prayer meeting uh, just this week, uh, that word that Val was burdened with in her heart was confirmed by somebody else Amen. in their prayer. So we just thought, okay, we got to really dig into this and go for it. And then something else happened with us that I'll explain when I talk that just brings it all together. So I think really God has a specific word for those of us at Transformation Church right now, those of us who are a part of this fellowship, I think it's very important. And I think it's something that really has encouraged both of us, but I think will be encouraging to everyone. So I'm going to hand the mic over to my wonderful wife, and then I'll speak to you all later. Hi, everybody at Transformation Church and anyone else that would be watching this video. Uh, I just want to, I know it's a little cliche to say, but I am excited to be able to share this with you. Um, at the beginning of this week, uh, I was walking. We live near the water and I was walking by the water quietly and just trying to just listen more than anything else, listen to God and listen to his spirit. And I was transported. It was an amazing. It was a, a, a vision. It was a picture in my spirit. He gave me and I was trans transported onto the lake that we live by. And what was absolutely incredible is that as I looked down, I was standing on the water. Uh, what I absolutely uh, was completely aware of as well is that it wasn't only me standing on the water. I was so aware that there were others standing with me all around me. I could see my feet and my legs standing on the still water and others around me. And I really believe in my spirit that who, if you're watching this video now and those of us at Transformation Church, I really believe you are standing there on the water with me. And as I looked around with a boat, there was a boat near me and I, I, I could see the boat very clearly just to my left uh, within a hand's uh, touch, a hand's distance away. And I could look out across the lake, across the still water, and all I heard was this voice. And I knew clearly it was the voice of Jesus just saying, come, come. It was that one word. And... Uh, I found that this was extremely significant to, to me and to anyone who, who really is believing in this season of, of, of transformation, of miracles and moving more in the spirit. That one is that we were already out of the boat. I thought that was something that, that God wanted me to make clear is we were already out of the boat. And for those of you who move in a lot of Christian circles, those who have heard preaching on this story of Jesus walking on the water, and I'm going to get into that, uh, we hear a lot of let your faith rise. Get out of that boat. Believe that you can walk and see miracles in the name of Jesus. And I really feel that God wants to tell you and he wanted to tell me and anyone watching this video now that you know what? We're already moving in a season of miracles. We have got out of that boat in faith, praise God, and we're already standing on that water. So I found that so encouraging that we're already beginning to walk in the season of miracles. 
What I also thought was uh, standing on water um, is not natural. It is something, uh, I'm a science ki uh, kid, I, I love math, I love science. Uh, we are more dense than water, our bodies sink to the bottom. Standing on water is not normal by our laws of gravity and physics here in the world. So already standing on water already just indicated to me that we were already moving in the miraculous. That is something that we don't see in uh, with our natural eyes. We are already moving that and God is moving and there are already miracles happening mm. and miracles to come. So I thought that was the two points that were so significant in that vision that I had. So just to go a little bit deeper into that subject, I, I, I just want to go into the, uh, go into the scriptures and actually take a look at that portion of scripture where Jesus himself walks on water. And it's found in Matthew, uh, 14. And, uh, I'm going to read a little, uh, a bit of it. And, uh, there will be some verses that come up on the screen, but I want to start a little bit before that actual happening of him walking on the water. It happens right after, uh, Jesus had already performed a miracle. He had actually just fed thousands and thousands of people with just a small amount of food that would have maybe in the natural fed, uh, two or three people, perhaps, and he fed thousands. And uh, right after that, he sends the his disciples that were with him and saw this miracle already happen. He sends them out on the, into a boat to go on ahead of him while he stays. And I'm going to read from Matthew 14, and I'm going to start at verse 22 first. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him onto the other side while he dismissed the crowd. That was the crowd he fed. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. We're going to come back to that. I think that's so important. He went up to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down, out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, and the wind died down, then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over to the land where they were going to, the men of that place recognized Jesus. They sent word for all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. Wow. And all who touched it were healed. What passion those people had to be able to just only want to touch the edge of, and the faith they had just to touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. 
So I want to encourage you all, everyone who's watching today, keep your eyes on Jesus. Whatever your need is, he is there. Whatever your need is, he is able. And a few things from this message that I, I, I wanted to just dig into a little bit there is Peter had seen the miracles that Jesus had done. He had just been there. He had just been with that crowd being fed. And, and, and yet, when his eyes were off Jesus, he began to sink. Mm. And I think what's so important here is that we, some, you know, some of us, we know the miracle working power of our Lord. We have that faith that we know our God can work miracles. We've seen it before, we've heard it before, and we believe it ourselves. But the key is let's not take our eyes off Jesus. I'm telling you, the second we let ourselves be distracted by the wind, the waves, I think that picture on that lake is so important, right? He had um, already an understanding of who Jesus was, uh, his Lord and, and a miracle working God, and yet was already distracted by the wind and the waves around him. And we can live, we can be in a time as well, no matter what we're going through, where there's wind and there's waves swirling around us. And I tell you, no matter what, I, please don't let those things distract you. Mm. Uh, uh, things that can distract us easily, uh, discouragement, uh, things that are around us. We're looking for healing. We're going through uh, seasons of, of pain, physically, mentally, emotionally. Those, oh, I feel Jesus just saying right now to me, those who have believed They'll never have a child. Uh, those who have been told there is no healing coming. Those who, who think there will never be peace in my home. Mm. Uh, those who feel that oh, that child will never come back to faith. Mm. Those distractions can keep our eyes off Jesus thinking, well, if I just turn to that for a second, maybe I can fix that. Maybe something can change. And no, I think God is telling us right now. I believe God is telling us right now. No, we need to pour in to our faith. We need to pour in. A, into our, our Savior and our Jesus, and we have to keep our eyes on Him no matter the distraction. In fact, actually, I absolutely love the story because, um, what's well, the story that I've been, I've heard over and over again in so many different ways, especially growing up in church as a, as a child, but I really felt, even last night, thinking about recording this video, how awesome it is that he gave us that picture that even in these distractions or these painful moments or these confusing moments that's when you keep your eyes on jesus that's when the miracles come so i was so encouraged to just have that picture in my mind and to be able to share it with you but also too i want us to understand as well that it's not just so that we can have a need fulfilled or to see a miracle. I think keeping our eyes on Jesus actually for everyday life, for guidance, for peace, for understanding, for forgiveness, to be able to walk in the fruits of the spirit, to have that gentleness, to have that kindness towards our neighbors and our friends and our family. We need our eyes on Jesus. That's the answer to our everyday. And I know it's not easy sometimes. I tell you what, everything Every day calls for us to have our eyes on Jesus, to, um, to, to just, just remember that the distractions in this life sometimes, uh, can just go by the wayside if we just keep our hope, if we keep our faith, and if we keep our expectation on Jesus coming through and being able to move us through sometimes these valley experiences. And I tell you, like I said, it's not easy. 
as a mother, uh, as someone who also personally is looking for healing in my body, for my child's body, um, we can't give up. We can't give up. We can't let our eyes be deterred to all of a sudden onto the winds and, and, and the waves around us. Mm. Our eyes have to be on Jesus. And I speak from personal experience in a wind and waves moment, even in my life. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus and expect those miracles. Not expect because something is owed to us. Not expect because, well, I've prayed and it should happen. But because... Even Jesus himself said, come, 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 and you'll walk in miracles yourself. So I thought that was just incredible. And I'm telling you this, I'm someone too. I'm looking for that rainbow at the end of a very long flood. I'm looking for just the, the, the wind and the waves to die down. But we have to keep moving and walking, expecting for that miracle. Because he, he even said greater things that you'll do, uh, even, you know, than what I had done. And I think keeping our eyes in faith on Jesus and expecting those incredible signs and wonders and miracles and peace and resolution to issues. And actually, to be honest, going through and just a regular day at peace and in joy. That itself, if you look around at the world right now, even that itself is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Even that itself is not normal mm -hmm. or not natural. And at the end of that passage that I read, they got eventually both of them back into the boat and the group went on to the other side. And when the people of that city, when they arrived to the other side, called for all those, those families and those peoples to come and, and, and see Jesus, I, I, some of you have heard me speak on this before, but the passion, the determination that those people had to say, Jesus, let me just touch your cloak and I know I'll be healed. That type of passion and determination, they kept their eyes on him no matter what they were experiencing in that moment. They kept that passion knowing if only, if only I can touch, a miracle will happen. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something that I want to hold on to even just a little bit more. And I'll just wrap up a little bit quick. I don't want to go on too long, but I actually, you know, God works in mysterious ways. I'm just going to change my, my uh, verse and my passage here. When I went to look at uh, the story of Jesus walking on water in Matthew 14, like we read, uh, by, well, I'm not going to say by accident now. I know God led me to this other chapter in Matthew. And, and I started to read it, and it was Matthew chapter 6. I thought I was in Matthew chapter 14, to be honest, because I wanted to start reading from the beginning, get a sense of the story. And it was only later, as I read through it, saying, um, there was no walking on water. This was actually, I was in a completely different chapter by accident. But God turns things into, oh, they, he turns things for good. And I want to share this for you. So Matthew 6, it says this. Matthew 6, verses 6 to 8. When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. And I was so 
thankful and so happy that God brought the scripture to me because again, it just links the two passages together. It links the, the walking on water and keeping our eyes on Jesus. And how do we do that? We pray, we commune, we communicate with our God and together just wonderful miracles and wonderful peace can happen from that. So I just want to finish just four small points how to pray or why to pray for with an expecting heart. One, because we pray and we press into God because our God has a good and generous nature. He is a good father. He knows our need, like the verse said, before we even ask. And he is always, always, always wanting to give good gifts and good things to his children. Jesus himself prayed. Second point I want to make, even Jesus himself, after already moving in miracles and feeding that crowd, went up to a mountain and decided, I need to pray and I need to rest with my father and communicate with him again. And again, then miracles followed after that. So for anything other than Jesus himself was the example to pray with an expecting heart, then that should be the example that we follow as well. Mm -hmm. Three, because it brings hope. We pray with an expecting heart because it brings hope and enriches our everyday life. I already went into that. Sometimes, you know what? You, we need to understand that God isn't there as an ATM machine. Oh, you prayed. Here's a, here's a, a need answered. Oh, you prayed. Here you go. Here's your answer. But even as we wait for God's perfect timing, we understand that he's there bringing us hope and peace in our everyday life, as I said, that we don't see around and about us all the time. And four, because praying with an expecting heart and that type of expectation brings the good news of the gospel. At the beginning of this week, when I felt God just bringing this message of just looking to Jesus and, 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 and praying in the spirit uh, as we just look to him, uh, I was so encouraged that uh, a good friend of mine, a sister of mine, at the exact moment sent me this verse uh, as an encouragement as well. And I just want to end and share it with you. And it's from Ephesians 6. And it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. And then it, Paul goes on to say, also pray for me that when I speak, that the good news of the gospel will be spread. And this Pentecost Sunday, I think it's so appropriate that we pray in the spirit. God is with us. God is here on earth. He is in us with, through his spirit. And good things are going to follow as we pray and press in and look to him to expect good things, to expect miracles. We already are in a season of miracles. That's what I believe that picture that God sent into my spirit is telling us now. And I pray that as we meet together in the ways that we can, as we pray together, as we, as we encourage one another, believe that God is on the move believe he's already on the move and good things and miracles are to come. So I hope you're encouraged by that. Amen. Amen. I, I'm, I wanted to take up from that. So I prepared. Now, now is the time to raise our expectations. You know, Val made a good point that 
in her vision that she had, we were already on the water, already had gotten out of the boat. Maybe somebody this morning needs to get out of the boat for the first time, but that's okay. You're welcome to join the party. In the same way that today, if you're watching this on the day it originally airs, it's Pentecost Sunday. So we remember today is the day that the Holy Spirit fell on the church. I don't want to go back to when Pentecost was promised. You see, the, the disciples had just seen another miracle. Jesus had raised from the dead. Their minds were blown. And their next thing was, they started saying in Acts chapter 1, you can read it, verses 6 to 9. They say, oh, they all gather around and they say, Lord, are you going to return the kingdom of Israel now? Basically, are you going to take over the country and get rid of the Romans? And that's what they're going. And he says to them, hey, it's not for you to know the t- time or the hour for the end to come. He goes, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you may witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And after that, he was taken up in what we call the ascension. And you see, it's funny because I kind of feel like the disciples are kind of like us today. At that time, they were all wrapped up in the political events of the day. Much like what's happening to us today. They were like, okay, Jesus is back. Let's kick out the Romans. Let's have our own, let's have, you know, let's have the end times. And Jesus said, hang on a second. Something else uh, needs to happen first. And some of us can get distracted uh, by that stuff and maybe get fearful. And Jesus' whole thing was, no, the Holy Spirit's going to come. So that when the Holy Spirit comes, you don't then take over from the Romans. You become my witnesses about the gospel of the kingdom all over the world. Right? And so, um, when the when the resurrection when the, when the resurrection happened and the ascension happened, the disciples changed their focus from the immediate what's in front of their face and what was to come. And so the Holy Spirit comes and He gives us the mandate to spread the gospel. So Jesus raises the expectations. Right? They expected an earthly solution to a problem. Jesus introduced a divine solution to the problem. And the Holy Spirit fell all those years ago, and He's still with us. So if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives in you. You know, many people say, well, we need to get together and pray for the Holy Spirit to fall. There's a, there's a truth to that, but the reality is, folks, the Holy Spirit has fallen. He is in you. The Bible tells us if you're a believer, He is in you. Now, there are times and means where we get together and pray and the Holy Spirit falls in a special way, but this is not what we're talking about. The Holy Spirit is here. The upper room has happened. And what does the Holy Spirit produce in us? What do Holy Spirit filled people look and sound like? Let's look. Romans 8 11 says, if the spirit of him, it's the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He raised Jesus, he dwells in you. He raised Jesus Christ from the dead. He will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in you. So we have life. Another word I like, we have vitality beyond the physical. It includes the physical. So we can ask for healing. We can believe for healing. We can believe for God to give us supernatural strength, but it's the life of the spirit, an overcoming life, a vitality. So raise your expectations from just like, oh, God's going to help me get out of bed in the morning. He can and he will do that. If that's your struggle, if you have a struggle just to get out of bed in the morning, the Lord will give you that strength. But he can He can and will do much more than that and give you an overcoming supernatural vitality and overcoming power that you can live in the world today despite all the circumstances around us. We can look around us and go, oh my goodness, the world is literally falling apart. We were joking earlier, 2020 seems to be one of the most insane years. Every year, every day there's something new. Uh, we, yeah, remember a couple of weeks ago they wanted to talk about murder hornets and then yesterday, uh, some monkeys stole vials of COVID-19. I mean, what is going on, right? But we can believe that God is in control and if Holy Spirit's in you, you can have peace. You know, the Bible tells us that when people are, have the Holy Spirit and they're full of the Spirit and they're able to walk on water, what do they look like? They look like people, Galatians 5.22 describes people like that. They are a spirit that gives them love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, 
and self-control. Oh wow, how much do we need that? How much does the world need those things right now? People who can walk on water, people who fill the Holy Spirit, know that what the world needs now is those good things, good and pleasing things. There's enough destruction out there. There's enough anger out there. There's enough debate. There's enough yelling. There's enough screaming. There's enough hurt and violence. We do not participate in that. We come at it from a different angle saying the Holy Spirit has these gifts. God has given us a gift of the Holy Spirit, and we want to spread love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and these sorts of things. Now, there may be things going on out there that are beyond our control and beyond our understanding but in our own circumstance we can know that God will be with us and give us the power and the spirit to overcome these things and to live according to his will and purpose so knowing this we're confident getting out of the boat you know remember too Peter got out of the boat while it was still windy and wavy the the, the, the water didn't look flat but he knew I'm trusting, I'm keeping my eyes on the one who's out there, so I'm going to go. So God is speaking to us today, he's speaking to you. He's been preparing us for this for a long time, and I want to just share um, something with you. A couple of days ago, or last week, Val and I went to some friend's house, who aren't part of our church, but we're talking about the prophetic. And we were discussing issues with it, and uh, they said, well, what does it look like? What does it sound like? And I said, let me share with you some recent prophecies that have happened in our church. So I just, when we have a prophecy transformation, I tend to write down the highlights, as it were. I write down as fast as I can uh, what's being said. And so I pulled a couple up, and as I began to read them, I thought, oh my goodness, in front of these people realizing how much the Lord was preparing Transformation Church just about mid-2018 for what was to come. I was blessed and sort of surprised. So I want to share some of that with you to show you can have the confidence this morning to stay out of the boat. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Listen to what the Lord said over our church in the last year and a half, two years. The Lord wanted us to know the depths of the reality of who he was. He says, this is the work I will complete in you. You are to be a people that bring hope, peace, and security. And another important one says, don't be ignorant about the times that we're in. It's important to knowledge, acknowledge my lordship, the Lord said. He said, I am the king. I am the one in authority in all things, despite what we might see going around with us. Walk according to the spirit. Remember when the unfolding of the events around you, I am still king. My word declares that I am and always will be. Do not walk in fear or be intimidated, but walk in the knowledge of who I am. Amen. This is from the Lord now speaking to us as a church. By my spirit, walk in the authority of who I am. Not in our authority, not based on our word, but his authority. Not on your own understanding, the, the prophetic word said, but by the revelation of my spirit and my word. All things are under my feet, the Lord told us. There will be great darkness, but as you look, you will walk in the light of who I am. Where there is chaos, you will know peace. Where there is hatred, you will know love. I'm calling you into a nearness in this time. Inquire of me so I can equip you to go forth. Another word later in 2019 said, I want you to live in an abundance of heart and no one understand the day of glory, the superiority that is in God, the greatness that is in God to the depths of your being. I am your God and you are called to be my people. The understanding you need in this day is not your own, but must be born of the spirit. Again, reminding us, you will have a revelation of light in the midst of darkness. Again, a reminder, you will see wholeness where there is brokenness and my glory will be seen among you. So, and this now is the latest one. This was last summer or maybe early last fall. And this is the question of the Lord. What is your expectation? Amen? So that's why we're talking about raised expectations today. Arise and shine for your light has come. See me high and lifted up. My greatness cannot be measured. Is this something you understand? The Lord inquired of us. This can't be understood intellectually, but by a revelation of the Holy Spirit. So he says, lift up your head. 
because of who I am. And of course, lift up our heads. Why? Because we keep our eyes on him. There is a, an assurance of a pathway that is ordained for you. Do not be dismayed, but you're about to see an outpouring of my spirit. Some would question what it is. Some are going to wonder, what is this? What does it look like? It is the unfolding of my glory. My name is to be above every other name. I want that to be stirred within the depths of your being anew, to stand and know that you're called of God, who not only do it in speech, but in demonstration. Amen? Yield to the higher authority. Submit to saturation. Learn to walk in step with the Spirit. So like, wow, like I read all this, I was encouraged, I was encouraged, we were freaking out, even on the prayer meeting, I shared it with some people on a Zoom prayer meeting, and we were all like, woo, but there's something important, uh, the other day, um, uh, Deanne and Mark invited us over to have an outside, socially distanced uh, get-together, and we were sitting there, and we were mem- mem- reminiscing about the way God had moved in our lives, and some special things that happened in our lives, similar to this, and Deanne said something so important, so key, that I want to share with you, she was, right, but this should be normal. And I was like, that's exactly it. Because when we're reading these prophecies, and at first I was like, whoa, I'm surprised. But it's like, of course the Lord prepared us. Of course, had I been paying closer attention to this, I should have seen it. Of course, because this is what he does. This is not special and abnormal. This is our daily. This is our daily life. This is our daily bread. Our daily bread isn't just enough sustenance to get through. It's enough sustenance to overcome, right? We have a, a God that overflows, a God that over, uh, and, and just loves us so much. And that's what he does. So I just think there's a few things we need to uh, focus on right now. One, the, the lordship of Christ. It's all for his glory. It's all for Jesus. He's in control. He alone is the one that we should be talking about, thinking about, worshiping, and as Val said earlier, keeping our eyes on. Two, walking in the spirit. So that's the day-by-day faithfulness of knowing that he has us. He will give us the tools. He will equip us, and he's there to help us. Three, reaching others. And I know it's different these days, but we need to live in love and graciousness, as we talked about the gifts of the Spirit, under the Lordship of Jesus Christ and under the anointing for the demonstration of his power and the love of God to the world. And so when we know we have someone in our own church who's in a hospital, has been in a hospital for months and with a mysterious disease, we go right to the source. We claim Lordship. We, we, we go under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We claim the authority that is under his name. And by the Spirit, we pray for a healing. Amen. For our sister Teresa and for anybody else in our circles. And so I want you to pray it over yourself right now where you are. I want you to pray it over your house, over your families and friends, over your city, over Quebec, over Canada, and, and, and in all sincerity, over the United States. As you know, if you're watching this on May 31st, 2020, the country is burning. And we don't want any, we want peace. We want restoration. We want that country to be filled with love. We want people to come and know the love of God. Amen. We want reconciliation. We want uh, the things to be made right. We want evil to be squashed, right? Whether it's at home, abroad, wherever is but start with you and start in your home and start with your family right now if you're watching this video and just say i claim that over my house this house here where we are right now our children our our neighborhood our neighbors lord start here with me we're being called out of the boat many of us are already out of the boat but let's make sure we jump in with both feet but keep your eyes fairly squarely on jesus amen you know when uh when a cat is falling from a high place, the way that they land properly is they keep their eye fixed on the ground, their landing spot. And that's how they're able to land on four. I know it's a funny example, but in the same way, when we keep our eyes on Jesus, even though the winds and the waves may toss us, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus will land 
properly. He will not falter. He will not fail. He will sustain us. He will bless us. He will provide. So pray it over your life. Speak it out over your life. Even right now in your, in your homes, I pray that over my house and over my neighbors, raise your expectations this morning, this evening, whenever you're watching this, because we worship the King of Kings. Amen. As he reminded us, let's let today be a milestone in your life. Remember, maybe maybe it'll be a light milestone in the life of the church. Oh, but we can't meet in person and we can't do this. That's okay. That cannot hold back the power and love and demonstration of those if, of, of God in the world today. Listen, never mind viruses, governments and empires and all sorts have tried to kill the church, have tried to squash the message of Jesus Christ, have tried to kill the demonstration of his power and his love. It has never worked. It'll never work. And, in the, and he's coming back regardless of what anybody tries to do. So in the today, in today, I'm encouraging you, raise your expectations and get out of the boat. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's got us. Let's get there and make sure that we're always walking and loving and speaking in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we love you so much. We do miss you. Val and I talk about it often. We, we hope to see more and more of you as maybe rules uh, relax, but let's not wait until we get back together to have a glory party. Amen. Start doing it now. Whatever circumstance you're in, God is with you. God is for you. And we hope to see you soon. God bless you all. Bye-bye.